Hey, before we get into this episode of Sweat Equity, we're going to do the promo first. This is where our sponsors lay their eggs, and we're going to put it in the basket of Fuck Up Nights, April 21st in Tampa at the Rialto Theater. In It's an old school theater. Basically what Fuck Up Nights is, it's... Uh, it's like a TEDx talk, but not as douchey. It's it's one of those things where entrepreneurs, small business owners, big wigs in your city, they get up and they talk about how they fucked up. We learn a lot more from failure than we do from success. How many networking events or conferences have you gone to where you just hear one guy talking about how great everything was the whole way up? I'm not interested in that. I We became a sponsor as Toko Works, Tokobaga Consulting, to sponsor fuck up nights in Tampa or you can call it fun night if you you got the Christian crowd around you but fun nights Tampa look it up if you want to hit me up law at t-o-c-o-w-o-r-k-s dot com I'll send you all the information we're going to max out about 300 people I'm going to be emceeing the event in Tampa but if you're not in the Tampa Bay area you can find a fuck up nights around you. It is a global thing like TEDx, just not as douchey. Let's get into it. What's happening, everybody? Good morning, good day. How are you? This is Caleb coming at you live from the Toko Works studios in beautiful Ybor City with my co-host, Law Smith. Hey, how are we doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, it feels weird being on the other side of this intro. Yeah, yeah. If you're uh, if you're in your car right now, if you've got your headphones in, you're on the treadmill, you're in the office, you're probably uh, freaking out a little bit. You're like, what the heck just happened? Mm-hmm. But uh, but Law gave me the last second finger point, and, uh, and I just started rambling. So here we are. Um, it's a beautiful morning, man, and, uh, and we're just going to dive into it. We... Uh, I don't know if you noticed the beginning of the episode, we got a new sponsor um, coming up until, when is that, until April 21st? April 21st, yeah. You want to you wanna give them a little more information on, uh, on the event? Well, they ju- if they didn't skip through the first minute, uh, I'll do it again, but uh, <laughs> it's April 21st in the Tampa, in Tampa Heights, a Rialto Theater where entrepreneurs get up, they talk about how they fucked up, and then how they got out of that fuck up. So I saw the second uh, fuck up nights is what it's called. I saw the second one in Tampa. I saw Joey Redner from uh, Cigar City Brewing. If you don't know, that brewery is like kind of the one of the biggest in the southeast. They've been making waves because uh, they just sold off a part to a big VC firm. But what I loved about it was it shows humility and it shows it shows that look, man, they may be the fastest growing microbrewery if you really think about it in the last four years, but they're still gonna fuck up. Oh yeah, and it ha- it actually hit more home to me because so the, this fuck up happened with their Hunapunu day or something like that. Hunapunu, ha- <laughs> I think like it's that. pronounced Hunapunu. I don't know I don't for know. sure, but well, they came to us. That was in 2014. They came to us in 2015 as a comedian at Cigar City Comedy as our group of uh, comedians in the area to do a video for them saying, "Hey, we fucked up." And wow. But we couldn't get it to work out and the time constraints and stuff. And it was cool to be asked for that. But I knew about it already. And then it was cool to see him talk about it and then how they made up 
uh, via brand loyalty because beer nerds or yeah beer nerds are excessively like you thought like Star Wars and all that <laughs> stuff take all that anger and like and that rage that you have and they have for Star Wars and Star Trek I know they're two different things it's not my world but take that and put it in a fat dude's gullet and like it's just yeah. like a pelican of hate coming your way if yeah. you're not you're not ready for it. I've I've been uh, to the brewery, to Cigar City Brewery, and I've heard um, the guys getting into it about, about beers. And someone brought up another, you know, brewery while drinking in the tasting room at Cigar City, and it was like a, it was like, it wasn't even like a discussion. It was like an argument. Yeah, I was like, are you guys, is this real? Oh yeah, like they, yeah, yeah. it's both good beer. Like, do we really care that much? So, I, so I guess they so do. I was immediately attracted to this event. They needed some help, uh, kind of smoothing out the edges. So I'm gonna MC it. Nice. As, as a comic, I'm going to do like Benson interruption style <laughs> because they're just like this podcast. If I'm struggling to ask a question, you can pop in yep. and ask when we have a guest. Usually I can see or I can see you having a question yeah. and you can pop in and I'll back out where um, where they don't No offense to the comedian that that handled it before but he doesn't have any he doesn't know the business world. He doesn't know yeah, what questions that's to fine. ask that's even in general. Yeah kind of way so i'm gonna be up there with a a live mic the whole time because there's always a powerpoint fuck up always (laughs) there's always like why isn't this remote working so yeah to handle those weird you know you know kind of like just to kind of keep it's a 35 second thing of like come on come on and it's like well let's tell you about you know them and (laughs) kind of slide in something to talk about you you could plug sweat equity podcast oh i'll definitely in in that amount of time oh uh, i think the goal is to do sweat equity live Oh. For this, maybe after that would be really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah, because there's an open mic after if you if you want to get up and talk about how you fucked up. Wow. If you took a um, a Toastmasters class and you feel comfortable enough <laughs> to get up and just talk about your company and how you fucked up on yeah, the man. fly, I don't know if that's a great idea, but we're gonna do it anyway. And I, I like. I love uncontrolled chaos on stage. So. I, I have a feeling it's going to be a, a pretty successful event. And plus, you guys were aiming for like that 300 mark to yeah. fill the room with. And I don't know. It, we've talked about the Rialto Theater a little bit before on the show. And if no one's ever been, um, if you have any interest in business at all, um, and you kind of just like being in cool, creative spaces, just go. Um, the Rialto Theater is an awesome place. Kind of... Um, kind of leave with a bit of inspiration because just because it's such a, a neat space to be in yeah um and i'm sure the people that are, are there you know speaking are going to leave you with some inspiration as well so it j- could be beneficial if you're unsure i would uh, i would err on the side of just going and checking it out anyways and shout outs to i was able to pull in being a consultant i have i have a lot of arms with a lot of different local uh local businesses that i'm like hey i think this these guys should get involved so uh my area network heard about it i told them about oh, wow. it i was like you guys got to get involved this is right up your alley yeah. especially when they're going through a rebrand refate you know uh relook stage and then touch vodka is another local company distillery in the area so it's cool i think this thing will grow the idea is i think it will be one of those like real kind of uh, right now it's kind of guerrilla style i think it will be one of those things where we do it every month and, and i think the and i know we'll, we'll get off of this uh this 10 minute plug here in a minute but i think those sort of things as long as they start out uh being kind of true to what they are yeah I think they w- they do grow into those bigger events. I think if you start an event and you aim it to yeah. to grow into something bigger, 
you're probably more likely to fail yeah. because you, you lose sight of what the event's actually about. But from what I've heard about uh, the guys that are putting it on, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where it's as organic as really can be. Yeah. And uh, I was watching The Big Short last night. And, yeah, there you go. And they try to have a meeting when the shit's hitting the fan with Bear Stearns and everybody just leaves. It's not going to be a panel like that, like stuffy at all. It's very chill. It's got more of the hipster professional vibe than anything. If I can sell it. <laughs> You know, it's in an old theater. That's like one of the. We don't have a lot of history in this town, and uh, it's specifically at the Rialto Theater because we want a little bit of heritage, a little authenticity to this, yeah. to the city. So, well, you you were watching the Big Short. I was watching a documentary on organized noise. Okay. Okay. I don't know if a lot of people know wow. about organized noise. What does that mean? Okay, organized noise is. I'm very interested the, now. So uh, this is where. I bet half the people that are still listening through that uh, through that ramble on uh, on fun nights um, are, are probably going to turn this off. But I kind of want you to hear me out because it's going to segue kind of nice into what we're going to talk don't about have, today. Don't have low con- don't low self esteem on the. Content. Oh, I don't. I don't have low self esteem. I just think people are are very quick when they hear about uh, you know hip hop, rap, any anything that. Uh, uh, might have looked uh, not popular or cool in high school. Okay, th- they'll be like, oh, "I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm above that." You know, so it was a it was a documentary. It was a rainy day here in Tampa yesterday. I listened to and, uh, I listened to Dave Matthews, man. O A R, widespread panic only, man. Oh, Anything man. you can listen to Woo. in Cork Birkenstocks, I'm down. You're in. Yeah, perfect. So, uh, so rainy day, we're going through documentaries on like Netflix or whatever and. Uh, I'm a big documentary guy. I try mm-hmm. to watch a documentary over a movie unless the yep. movie truly and really is based on true stories. So anyways, we come across this organized noise. I'm like, all right, what is this? And apparently these are the guys that uh, produced uh, Outcast. They produced, uh, you know, TLC, Waterfalls. They produced a lot of big records back in the, the 90s uh-huh. and even the late 80s um, and into the 2000s. And these guys were kind of, I was shocked at the, the story they had because you're talking about guys from low-income communities with not a lot of resources who taught themselves a skill yep and they got together they stayed out of each other's way and really helped each other there's only there's three guys in this group mm-hmm. um, and they became revolutionary to hip-hop music sure. and R&B music uh, in a time where there was just insane growth for the industry um, so and it kind of got me thinking a little bit and I've been wanting to do an episode on acquiring a skill um, and how to go about acquiring a skill and um, kind of what what it what it means um, and how to really use it to your advantage and I, I saw this documentary and it kind of inspired me a little bit to to do the ep- this episode today sure um, so I was I was really just blown away you've got these guys um, they 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 knew how to stay in their lane and I thought that was really important, uh-huh. um, especially relating it to a, a world of, you know, being an entrepreneur these days and the, the business landscape that we're in with small business. You've got to know where you fit into a marketplace. What did the three guys each do? So w- one guy was, um, you know, he w- was more of like with the beats and more of uh, the, the drums guy and knew kind of how to kind of really how to structure a structure a beat and what what was what used to be good what was good now and what was going to become popular. And when I say good, I mean what, you know, people were really listening to and, and wanting in, in music. Um, and he, he really knew how to use all the equipment as well. So he was kind of the electronics guy. Okay. Um, there's another guy. He's kind of the, he was the financial backer of all this. He could buy, uh, the guy who would, you know, make the beats and everything, uh, you know, the equipment he needed. Yeah. But the guy already knew 
somehow how to use like all this equipment and he just he wouldn't even use some of it in the right ways okay he would just go and he'd just start start making beats and messing around he'd figure it out um and then the other guy who was uh sleepy brown who was actually put out some music himself sleepy i know brown. so it sounds it's no, i know it I, sounds funny because we've all like we've heard some of these guys music and we're like yeah. what and you see them in the music videos and they just look ridiculous but when you look at what these guys did and the opportunity they seized, yeah. it it really is kind of profound. And they just they talk about going from living in a basement, which is the dungeon. You you hear him talk about dungeon family and all mm-hmm. this stuff with Outkast, mm-hmm. to moving out to L.A. and they each get like a twenty million dollar deal. And you're just like, how in the hell did this happen? I'll make it more contemporary because I I did a double feature with the wifey, the pregnant wife last night. There you go. Um, we watched The Big Short, which she had already seen twice, by the way, and. She loved it so much she was down to watch no, it. She first. loves you so much. No, she loves it. <laughs> There's no love for me. She's uh, like, I'm going to watch it in the room. You watch it out here. And then uh, and then, straight out of Compton, we watched because we nice. never got around to going to see it in the theater. And same thing. Yeah. You got Dre. They're all kind of shitty kids. I mean, they're yeah. all kind of shitty people yeah. uh, in the beginning. Yep. You know, Dre's got a kid he's not really watching out for, but he's the Beats guy. He's the guy that's in there. I, I forgot how much he produced. You know, mm-hmm. in a sense, like you think of Dre as the rapper for our age. We think of him as a rapper. I'm 31. You're 28. Yeah. Dom. Uh, yeah. Going on 28. I'm 27. 27. And, and three fourths. Okay. Well, I think you stopped doing the, the fractions after like 11. Are you sure? <laughs> uh, unless you're, hey, 11. I've put it on all my job applications <laughs> up until my most recent job and no one's questioned it. So I think you still do it. If it, if it if no, I do it a fraction. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so. We think of him as a rapper more because the chronic was the chronic. Yeah, the chronic was mm-hmm. like that was the that was the jam. Yeah, that whole CD back to front is awesome. So, uh, and that's right when I was a s- sophomore, you were uh, right in eighth grade. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's right in the wheelhouse of when you're really getting into music, and that's all you give a shit. Oh about. yeah, you're just trying to discover like who who you are, what's out there, what you can identify with. So you got Dre as the beats guy. They have DJ Ren as well, and then you've got uh, you got Easy E's the financial backer. I'm trying to. There's parallels to this to the exact crew yeah. of NWA. No, absolutely. You have Easy E, who was a financial guy in the beginning, um, and who became a became the rapper as like just come in here and try it out kind of thing. And then you had Ice Cube, who's more of the brains guy, yeah. uh, who was the nerd. He was really like, yeah. I, I fell asleep watching the end of it, but I asked my <laughs> wife. How did the, I knew the story. Well, once all the, yeah, once all the good stuff happens, you know, and you see them, and it's your typical movie, right? There's, a, there's the beginning, and it's funny, and they find out they've got something, and yeah. then there's success, and then there's, you know, issues, and you've got the climax of the movie, and then we start going down, and it's kind of... You can turn it off. A lot of know? unrealistic boobs is what my wife said. There's a lot yeah. of, <laughs> there's not a lot of 80s titties in there. They're, they're <laughs> real nice. They're, real too, too, they're way too 2015. Yeah, they had nice. a tough time with the boob casting. There's no that. way. Yeah. yeah. How are you going to find... How are you going to find those titties for, for that role, for those extras? <laughs> we, were, we paused the movie to try to figure that out. Yeah, so. like, wait a second. <laughs> but I think there are a lot of parallels. And I think, uh, you know, and stick with us here because it's what we're, we're going to hop into. Um but what these guys were, were able to do is, and I think the most amazing part with them is kind of where they came from and the resources that they didn't have rather than what they did have and where they were still able to make it to uh, is, is amazing in itself. But they were able to hone in on one thing that they could find themselves to excel at and, and be good at and say, this is what 
this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And they were able to kind of stay out of each other's way, you know, as, as a group. And that's a whole nother topic, I think, on like working as a team uh-huh. and, you know, th- those sort of things. But yeah. there's there's a lot of parallels. But um, so and it kind of goes into what I wanted to what I wanted to talk about. And that's uh, acquiring a skill, whether you don't think you have one, whether you, you do have one and you don't know what to do with it. Or, uh, or, or you kind of, you need to reinvent yourself. Cause yeah. I think we come to a point in our lives sometimes where, uh, whether it's a, a real issue we have or not, we're, we're kind of like, man, I need to, uh, I need to diversify what I'm able to do a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, and I want this to be a little bit of a different episode. I, I don't want, to, we typically do a, a format where we try to keep it like at an hour, just under, we, we try to do those sort of things. I'd like this episode um, to be more of an ongoing conversation because I think there's a lot of people who are, who are kind of in this place right now. I know oh, I, yeah. I am, yeah. I, I consider myself kind of a jack of all trades, master at nothing um, kind of deal. And I know there's things that I have already that I've done in my, in my work career that I can build off of. And we can always continue to learn more and, sure. and, and do more. Um, a, cha- a challenge episode maybe. Yeah. And that's, yeah. May, and maybe that's how we can kind of spin it to, to the listeners to try to get some, um, you know, a little bit of feedback. And I, I what I really want to do is just open other people's eyes out there because I think it's a scary, scary place uh, being uh, trying to get into a business world or being in a, in a business driven world and saying, man, I don't have anything to offer in this game, you know, yeah. and, and you're kind of, you're almost, <laughs> you're almost scared to raise your hand to get picked to, to jump in the game, you know, cause you don't know what you're able to do. Um, but I, I just, I think that everyone out there has something to offer. There's things that you've been through, whether it's in a, in a work related field or in a, you know, on a personal level that, you can adapt to there's just so many different things out there there's something you can cling on to and provide right. and you just don't know how good you're going to be until you put in some time yep um there's a guy who I've, I've i've listened to him on some different podcasts and i've I've followed some of his work some of his blog stuff and uh what i'm about to tell you is the name of his book sounds uber ultra completely sleazy um but it's just kind of a marketing ploy to get people to is it a pickup artist kind of, yeah. <laughs> no I, I think e- even sleazier at times but uh the, the guy's name is remit sethi um and he has a book called i will teach you to be rich right so a lot of people see that at at kind of like barnes and noble on the shelf or they see that in the itunes store for the audiobooks or something and and they're like all right like yeah, I, I want to learn to be rich, but this just sounds like this guy's just like making money off of me buying his book. And that's, that's kind of like what's going to end up at the end of the book being like, thanks for helping me to be rich. You bought this. Right. Like, you're kind of a, a schmuck for doing so. But um, he's, he actually has some really, really good insight. And uh, I came across an article a, a while back, um, a, a post that he put on his blog um, on how to acquire any new skill in 20 hours or less. And I just thought it was really interesting. And it, it's one of those things where it's kind of a hack article, right? Where sure. like, it's kind of uh, like, what's what's one of those sites where they, they try to like, it's like a BuzzFeed article or something like that, you I know? Believe, or, I believe the term's listicle. Li- listicle. Yeah, so, I, I hate that I know that. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> so, but they, they try to get you with the title and, and all that sort of stuff. But w- when you read it, you know, there's a lot you can really take away from it. And we'll post it in the show notes. Um, on, on how to kind of acquire any new skill in 20 hours or less. But the point that I want to make is that you don't have to be an expert at something to acquire a skill, right? So if you can pick up video editing, 
for instance, if you can go out, and this is kind of what I did. I'll give you a, a personal example of mine. Um, I worked in baseball for a number of years. I, I uh, found myself, video was always a constant in what I was doing in baseball, filming players, whether they were amateur players, whether they were professional players, and doing some sort of, of scouting task with the video. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to go video, I'd have to edit, and I'd have to send that out to the, you know, the general manager, the front office, the scouting directors, all these, all these higher-ups. And, you know, I'd put some notes with it on on the players, what I thought and those sort of things. But I found myself in the matter of a few months making hundreds upon hundreds and hundreds of videos. Because this is literally for a period of time what I did every single day, two to three baseball games a day, making videos of every player. Mm -hmm. So I went out and when I, you know, got done and I felt like my time was up working in in the baseball industry, what can I go do that I'm passionate about? Right. But that I have a skill in. Yeah. And I was like, man, well, I know how to sh- shoot video and I know how to scout players. And all right, I'm going to go do that. And that's what I've slowly built a business off of, which has become the scouting block. Right. Doing that for amateur players to gain exposure to college coaches. Um, so it's kind of one of those things where when you just sit down and you kind of look back at what you've done this far, you know, Law's talking about he's in his early 30s. I'm in my late 20s. We are by no means um, going to be considered experts at, at what we do with the age that we are. Um, but I think that we can still provide that expert level yeah. of, of service w- with, with that skill. It's always an audition. Uh, yep. I'm better, I know I'm better than most consultants that, do, that are in our field. I know it. It's yeah. not cocky. It just is at a certain point. Well, and I think we're going to we're going to pr- be proving ourselves our whole lives. Right. But yeah, I want that. I, yeah. I in a weird way, you kind of want to be like, fuck you. Let me show you what I can do. Yeah. Because yeah. to me, spite is a good motivator. It's always been a good motivator. I, I, th- I use spite even when I'm not in, you know, feel like I'm being like confronted or doubted. Yeah. It's always something where I just want <laughs> you. You want to show up. You know, you, you want to show up. You want to produce. That's well, just, it's, it's got to be in you. It's the uh, the former athletes. I was going to say athletes, but former athletes in both of us. It's one yeah. of those things where it's like, I'll show you. Yeah. And I'll work. I'll sit out here and I'll work until I get it done. Uh, the thing with what you're doing with video, it's, God, I mean, talk about going from doing physical activity with baseball and that's kind of being your life mm-hmm. to sitting down and almost becoming the opposite it's it's yeah you sit in a chair you have to get pumped about uh, <laughs> hard cuts yep and to people that think video editing is really easy now because it's on your phone and you can do iMovie on your phone yeah that's fine it, it'll get easier well that's like all right if you want to make a vine if right. you want to make right. uh you know you can and let's not get um this is one of my i'm just going to throw out one of my pet peeves because i yeah. gotta let it out or it's going to sure. build and that's when you like end up with a charge and in handcuffs. <laughs> I, I can't stand when I see people be like, check out my new video. And it's a slideshow of photos with music behind it. Right. And it's that, I just want to let you know it's not a video. That's not so right. we're just going to throw that out there for everybody. Technically, it might be because a video is like nope. a really fast reel of photos nope. at 60 meters per second not, or whatever. I, I can't. I can't give it to him. 60 frames per second. I, I, there was a, there, there was, that's, but that's slow-mo I think. Well, there was this one, this one company. So for the scouting block, I reach out to a lot of like travel teams yeah. and, uh, and I go on their websites and just judge the crap out of what they have website wise and, and any, any videos at all on sure. their site, which a lot of them don't. Yeah. Um, and that's where we come in. Um, so that's a good sign for me. And one of them was like, check out this guy's recruiting video. And it's just a bunch of photos of this kid pitching and it's just photos. It's going to be tough to They're scout. not even like in sequence of anything. It's just like him with a trophy. 
him carrying his bag and like staring at a sunset on a field. I'm like, ah, oh, he looks like he's a hell of a player. Like that's great. It's funny. It it probably works to a degree, but yeah, no. not not as well, not as well. But I'm saying like it it there are dumb people that are like, cool, look at that trophy. You know, like yeah, but they're not baseball scouts. No, that's I'm the saying, thing. Uh, they're like other parents. Mo- yeah, they're, exactly. They're like other parents. Yeah, I think uh, video editing is really tough, and it's gonna get. It's weird. It's I see it. It's gonna get simplified because yeah. every every small business, medium business is gonna have to have their own custom video. So someone's gonna figure out how to simplify it, mm-hmm. which you may find find along the way. Like this wasn't you weren't. I tell everybody like I wasn't born like this wasn't a destiny calling. I've I kind of just got my personality weaved into this consulting world, and you weren't born to do video editing, but you found you found it. And I'll I'll paraphrase from Big Boy from Outcast because I heard him. I can't remember if it was like Cribs or something. It was a long time ago. It was 15 years ago probably. But he's like business one on one. Find a vulnerability and just go at it. Yep. And you're finding there's a niche that no one's really doing. Yeah. Now is it like baseball is your passion? You know, if yeah. you, if you had your druthers, you'd like to be a GM. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and that's kind of like the generic answer for a lot of people. You but know, if this turns into a Caleb interview, I'll go, I'll go deeper into I'll that. I'll hijack this but shit I think, interview you, but well, and that's not, you know, necessarily the, the, the point, but I think that, I think you're right. I think yeah. what you just said though is can kind of sum up this episode a right. little bit where I was circling around. We're not, we're not born like a lot of us. There's, there isn't this, I'm trying to think of the, the right word. Yeah. Like there's none of this like di- divine, like divinity that it's like, man, this kid was born to edit video. And it's right. like, that's not a thing. But when you find yourself in the right place at the right time with the right skill and knowledge, right. Why not try to make something take off? Why not try to make something happen if everything else lines up? Well, and it, it's it's about being malleable. Look, you weren't you didn't go to school to do this. You learned you taught right. yourself. Exactly. And like I that I've taught myself almost everything. I've had now I seek out good people to be my nautical beacons. I'm borrowing yep. borrowing this uh, this metaphor from Bert Kreischer. Check out the Bert cast if you like him. The uh, machine. The machine. And uh, but he, he talks about having nautical beacons and these people in his life that keep him in between, that keep him in the in the space that he needs to drive forward. Yep. And I, I do that with when I learned Facebook advertising, my buddy Paul Pasquale showed me everything. Yeah. But he was only going to show me a certain amount. At a certain point, I had to teach myself. Exactly. And it's almost selfish now that people freak out and don't look. Now I'm going to get on a real jag. But like, <laughs> it's almost selfish that when you really want to do something, that you're not going to seek it out yourself. Everybody has the tools available. Yeah. We don't realize how lucky we are. That I was watching Straight Outta Compton. And it's like, oh, shit, you can't just go online and go... How do I how do I work a turntable? Trial and error, like yes. you were saying with uh, organized noise. Yeah, you just had to fucking figure it out. Exactly. How did I start this podcast? You know, you know how hard it is to find a, a like a guide <laughs> on a mixer. It's almost impossible because yeah. it's either way way too simple, or it's uh or it's an audio nerd that is talking in a language that he might as well be a fucking he might as well work at NASA. Like, yeah. So I just had to trial and error until I figured it out by myself. And that was five years ago. And I think that's what people just, you just need to be willing to put that in 
And we're not, I'm not, this isn't an, an episode where it's like, we're going to teach you how to quit your job today and start making money with your own business. Like, mm. that's not what this episode is. This episode, this is to even help you stand out more if you work for a company. Yeah. Um, so, you know, something that you can, specialization is everything right now. We've really talked about it on, on the podcast in previous episodes, but we'll kind of, we'll kind of touch on it again. You know, People aren't really going to the one-stop shops anymore. You're not going to get your haircut where you can get your oil changed. You know what I mean? People want a watch. They buy it from a watch company. People want boots. They buy it from a boot company. That's why these specialization companies that are popping up, a lot of them are small businesses because the, the company that makes selvage denim jeans out of Austin, Texas is probably thriving right now. Because people who want denim want this certain kind of denim that's handmade and that it's, it's done about, a certain way. I'll give you a real one. Hold your haunches out of Macon, Georgia. We've been watching a lot of Shark Tank yeah. lately. No, yeah, but go, but go on. <laughs> it's like I think it was an ass improver kind of sh- pants or something like that. And huh. they're out of Macon. And uh, I can't remember which shark made the deal, but it was one of those ones where my wife was watching it. It was like, oh, that one. I knew that one was going to take off. And yeah. They went from. Uh, 165,000 in sales to 1.3 million in a year after being on the show. That's amazing. I think, oh, it was the two women on the show. Um, I, okay. forget, I forget both yeah, their names. Yeah, I don't know their names either. But, uh, it, and they basically did it out of spite of the of the men on the show. Because mm-hmm. anytime a, a female product comes on, they zone out. Yep. Because they go, I, I don't know this. Um, and so even on a macro scale like that, you could see it. But, but long story boring, like that, they they were able they're making they're not in like a real metropolitan city yeah and but they're they're specializing in something that no one else is doing exactly like Spanx that started in tampa oh my god i mean i'm I, wearing my I, i'm I, wearing my my dick spanks <laughs> sometimes it's too big oddly enough we also did a double feature yesterday and we watched boogie nights yeah so yeah that that the dick reference okay and i got mark Wahlberg <laughs> in my head it's just yeah well it's fake but uh <laughs> well yeah well some people think it's real Gabby did, and we had to have a real like sit down, heart to heart conversation. Gabby, your fiance. Yeah, my yeah. my fiance did, and she was like, "You finally see it," and I'm like, "That's not it, dude. That's like, not don't it. think you've seen Marky Mark's junk. Like, so take it easy." So basically, they challenged themselves to figure out that niche. And were they born to make hold your haunches? No, but <laughs> they saw they saw. I, it's a silly name too, but it, it's one of those things where uh, they weren't predestined to make. Uh, better fitting pants but they just go yeah. hey here's a need everybody a lot of women do do want and yeah. it's not necessarily a primary need like water or air but it is something that a lot of women do want and we see that yeah and we're gonna ex- expose it and we're gonna make a business out of it and there was kind of one of the things you know long when we, were, when we were talking about this episode um weeks almost months in advance because we do such a tedious prep work for oh, yeah. this show mm-hmm. to bring you guys the most quality information possible. Um, it was a few months back when we were talking about it. And uh, we were kind of saying, you know, look at banks, for instance. There's tons of companies out there that are banks, and they're just they're getting pummeled right now. A lot of these smaller players in the game are getting pummeled because a lot of the money now is in uh, a subset of what banks do. Yeah. They're now in helping you manage your money, not just 
holding it for you and charging you maintenance fees. They're in um, how to get, you know, if, I don't know if anyone out there uses Venmo. I'm a huge Venmo user. Or, you know, if you're a college kid in the Southeast, you probably use a company called Tilt. Um, Tilt is the very similar application to Venmo. Okay. But it just, it, it makes transferring money so simple, so easy. There's, there's no headaches to it. You want the big word for this? For what these companies are doing? Yeah, go ahead. Just like the Uber of banking? Yeah. Is, is I'm sure that's where you're probably going. Yeah, yeah. Or the Uber of uh, renting houses is Airbnb. Yeah. It, there's, and for scouting block, you're the opposite. Right. You're intermediation. Mm-hmm. You're creating an intermediary that doesn't exist currently. Right. Uh, that needs to exist. Disintermediation is what all, when someone says the Uber of something, if you want to sound smarter, yeah. you say it's the disintermediation of. Write this down, guys. I'm serious. Yeah. I read this about Airbnb <clears throat> and Uber, and instead of saying they're the Uber of, because it's a weak, it's a weak metaphor. It's quick yeah. if you're like at a bar and you need to say something really. Yeah, quick. and you're getting your point across, right? But it's disintermediation. We're taking a bunch of bullshit out that doesn't need to exist. Yes. In a marketplace that does, banking is a perfect example. Yeah. Banking's fucked. Like they don't realize how fucked they are. It's 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 outdated. And even with the mobile app and all this kind of stuff, banking is truly outdated. That to the point that we even need cash now. That I have to drive to an ATM. Right. I mean, and I'm saying this as a first world spoiled brat. Sure. But in in a, in a world uh, that we're talking about getting things done in the touch of a button, that I now have to go out of my way, find a branch ATM. Right. So I don't get charged $2.50 for taking my own money out of right. my account. Find a branch ATM, go to it, get that money, drop that money off at wherever it needs to be dropped off to a person or a place, whatever. If I'm buying something or I'm paying someone a fantasy football league or something like that. I mean, what now, these now people you don't have even have to do fantasy through that. They have their I'm, own system. Yeah, there. and I mean, what what these kind of these you know, these subspecialty companies have come in and done off of an industry, it's it's proving just so much that you know, it's it's not you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You right. don't have to get in with these big companies, big corporations and go to battle with them. You can find what they're not providing. And you can either go start that or be a part of a company that is. Well, I mean, you can make a case Bitcoin is both. You know, it's both it's both a, yeah. it's both the thing that doesn't exist, it makes money more global. It's also like kind of it's also magic. It, no, like, it's, well, it's gonna be the stepping stone. It's like getting the weed all right, it's like getting your marijuana vote for uh medicinal. Yeah in order to get to the point where you can get recreational, right. which is what a lot of states have to right. do. Right, like here in Tampa, they just recently decriminalized right. the, the you know open marijuana. That doesn't mean you can walk around with a bunch of weed. Uh, it just means, it just means you don't get arrested yeah. harshly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people misconstrue that. But the uh, I heard Joe Mandy, a uh, comedian, I had to... Uh, oh, LaCroix Boys. Oh, you know him. Oh, okay, sh- one of the best. Guy's I, got me hooked on life, man. I got to open for him in Atlanta... I say open. I mean, I just I think I just got shuffled uh, right before him when he was headlining <laughs> at the Laughing Skull. But he was a really cool guy because I knew who he was, and I like kind of fanboyed out because he's a writer for Parks and Rec, which yep. was one of my favorite shows ever. Best show that ever got on the air. The writing's so good. He's a fucking brilliant writer on Twitter if you ever follow him. And uh, Little Croy Boys is like his thing. <laughs> and but he w- we had a really strange conversation. Not strange, strange in the sense that most. Most stuff you talk about is comedy based or, you know, we were talking about like he was like, fuck this, fuck banks. I'm I'm putting all my money in. Um, God damn it. Now Bitcoin. 
No, no, no. What's Good. the big, uh, the big bank that you can take money out from anywhere? It's online. Oh, it, I haven't heard like about Aura. this. No, god damn it. Uh, they had commercials for a while. Anyway, I'll figure hmm. it out. If I figure it out, I'll put it in the post. But Joe Mandy kind of said, "Look, the whole system's fucked. You can't. I'm going to put it in this because I can just pull money out." Yeah. Of any ATM and it doesn't matter. The fees are bullshit. Yeah. You know, they've well, been making money off of that forever. I mean, do you have a if you're with Bank of America and you have like a certain checking account, you have a twelve dollar maintenance fee like every month or something, every right. quarter, and it's like maintenance on what, dude? Like this is ridiculous. And you see Louis CK's one of the reasons I love him and he became my favorite stand up fifteen years ago was someone showed me his half hour special and he talks about if you have money and if you don't have money they take money out. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if I, if I have, I had fifteen dollars. I'm gonna not do the bit justice, but yeah. he's like, I had fifteen dollars. You can't get fifteen dollars out. It's only twenties. Yeah. At, at the time, uh, he's like, I just have fifteen dollars sitting there, and they're like, Sir, could you, you have under, under gross funds? And he was like, I'd say it's severely gross. Like, <laughs> yeah. and then they docked him twenty dollars, so he had. Negative five in his account, and he goes, "I had negative. I had no money. I no. I didn't have. I I needed five dollars to have zero money. <laughs> it's one of the best bits of all time. I mean, it, but that's really what we're looking. And at. then they talk about like, if you have money, they'll give you more money. Yeah. The bank will go. Oh, let me just take this five dollars from this asshole over here and put it. Yep. Give it to you. So, bank that system's very flawed from the get go. But you couldn't do anything because of no transparency. Yep. Uh, lack of communication. We have the internet now. We have something like this where we can sit on a soapbox and talk about it. Uh, and now accountability. That's going to be the other part. Yeah. This is going to weave back into what we're telling you about the skill. We want y'all to keep us accountable. So we'll throw a challenge out for us. But yeah. I want I want people to hit us up, put it on the comments when we post the episode, or or hit us up, put it on the comments on the on the web uh, web blog post web blog post <laughs> uh, on the Toco Works post. And then, or anywhere, or you can email us, or you can tweet at me, or you can do whatever. But however you want to get a hold of us and say, I want to do this as a challenge to to yeah. learn a skill. Yep. I'm gonna throw it out there. I'll throw one out there first, uh, so because we didn't really, we didn't really say we we're gonna do this. So uh, <laughs> uh, before we started, but months I, back, months, months. I back. talked about this yesterday. I met up with some friends for a few beers, uh, and we talked about. Um, I go. I don't want to get credit for this statement because we're not. We haven't done anything yet. Right. The worst is when someone goes, "I'm going to be an EDM oh DJ," gosh. and everyone's like, "Buy him a round of shots." Yeah. He hasn't done fucking fuck all. No. So, nothing. Uh, I go. Do not, do not give me credit for this, but this is a goal I'm going to try to figure out. Uh, and this could take a couple of years, but it is. A, there is a skill involved in this, and we want to pitch a show, reality show, about doing this consulting work. Yeah. Uh, and maybe we have to make my wife a character in it. Um, but <laughs> just for just for contrast, if we can get Mandy on board, I think we're going to be good. Oh, uh, Joe, Mandy, Joe, if you're listening, please. Uh, but what I was going to say is we I have a friend that used to work in a reality show producing. Um, I look at all these reality shows that have consultants. None of them are funny at all. Yeah. John Taffer's funny in a different way because he just yells. But I wanted something that actually had a sense of humor. We're coming at it from a different position where we are a small business consultant, if not even micro and local and startup. So yeah. uh, in Florida, too, which I think puts a little bit of extra flavor in it. And and I don't want to 
completely interrupt you, go back to that. But that right there, what you just said, I don't want people to run away from. And I think mm-hmm. that's what people do. Yeah. They hear micro, they hear small, they hear all right. these sort of things. That is not to be underestimated. That is not to be, uh, you know, looked at as a as a bad thing. I say girthy sometimes <laughs> instead, because <laughs> it has a small con- small has a connotation. Okay, We're, we live in a phallic society. Just think about that. <laughs> so I say, look, instead of micro, say I'm girthy. I'm a girthy business. We're we're girthy. <laughs> That's what so. I'm gonna. Yeah, the sweat equity of our business is girth. So <laughs> anyway, I want to yeah. I want to get to the point where we can actually pitch to a real uh, something. If it's a YouTube channel that, you know, produces stuff, I'm cool with that. I just think it, to get our reach out there, it's a long-term marketing goal, if you really think about it. Yeah. We, if we're on CNBC as one of the, the shows they have, that, that hits for us. That's yeah. huge. Um, so I'm going to work on that. That's my challenge. I need to figure out how to pitch. And there's, a, there's an art <laughs> to pitching. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've listened to a lot of comedian podcasts. Presenting to win. I'll recommend that to you. Okay. Presenting to win. Presenting to win. All right. Your challenge. So I, I just want my challenge to be that if anyone is, is out there listening, um, that is, has acquired a skill in the past, has kind of been put in the position where you've reinvented yourself or you've kind of just, just sat down and said, man, uh, what am I good at? What can I, or not even what I'm good at. What can I do? What can I do and look into a little bit further and investigate? And that's something that you've either made, um, you know, your, your business or your from, you know, you started your small business with, or that you've gone into your current job at work and you've kind of built yourself up from that and saying, Hey, but by the way, I, I you know, I want to let you know, I've taught myself computer coding, um, and uh, I'd like to kind of work on the back end and with the IT department a little bit. And you've kind of made, you know, you've made yourself more valuable because you've, you're providing more for your company. Um, if anyone's ever done that and, and had that sort of experience, reach out to us. We, we want to hear, you know, we want to hear it. We don't have to have you on the air or anything, but you know, in the comment section below the podcast, whether it's on the Facebook page or on the website or even on Instagram, um, just give people some insight to kind of what you did, how you went about it and kind of the journey of acquiring that new skill or branching out from the skill you already had into taking that step to, to furthering it. What's the challenge though? What skill do you want to learn in the next month? Man. Yeah. I haven't, uh, like I said, in the past few months, we've been talking about this episode. I haven't come I, out with one. I can throw, I can throw um, some, some give, stuff. give me one. You, cha- well, you, you challenge me. You've already kind of, uh, it, I don't know if it counts as a skill necessarily, but you've been working diligently on nutrition yeah, and uh, energy wise. Yeah. And how much weight have you lost recently? I think I'm down, I'm down 15. It could be 16 by the time I go home and weigh myself. But now, now that as of this morning, it's 15. Now that sounds like a light task and I'll tell you why weight loss and uh, staying fit is kind of the hardest because uh, this is why people have a hard time with it because you have to eat. Yeah. And, like you could yeah. not drink for sure. I mean, unless you're yep. white, unless you have real issues. But if you're like me yeah. who likes to drink casually, I could just not drink. Yeah. I don't have to. Which is still, which booze. is still tough, but. Right. But yeah. I don't have to booze. Yeah. Uh, you have to eat. Yeah. That's what makes it really. Oh, difficult. we're talking about survival. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's discipline. Yep. It's a, it's an insane discipline. So I'd say your challenge or you're acquiring a skill. Maybe it's to learn more about your energy level. Like, because 
we talk about time as a commodity for everybody. We don't live to 180, maybe 80 if we're lucky. T- time is it, man. Time is um, it's it's what the richest people in the world are trying to trying to get more of, and uh, and, and it's it's what we're all trying to you know, delegate and and, and kind of divide up so that we can end up doing some of the things in this life that we love doing. So maybe it's being like a a quasi nutritionist. Yeah, I mean, I I've I've approached so this this 15 pounds that I've lost so far. I've kind of approached uh, almost as like an ambush, um, but it's more of and that's the opposite of what people will tell you, right? They'll say just cut out certain things and just don't eat, you know, dessert, don't eat bread, cut out soda, and I've done those things. But I know my personality, right? And I kind of I'm a I'm a, I'm a bit of an extremist when I'm when I'm into something, I'm really into it. Yeah, like if I want to play guitar i don't just you know go and there's one right over there and you haven't touched it in a few months yeah a few a few a few months now because i'm off the guitar thing okay but when when i was playing i mean you'd walk in and you'd be like can you please shut the hell up like because that's all i wanted to do was play and that's all i'd look at that's the music i'd listen to is a kiss of death because it's yeah it's it's terrible but so i'm an extremist and when i when i started Doing this a few weeks ago, I'm trying to get in shape for the wedding coming up. Mm-hmm. It, it's in, you know, it's six, seven months away. Um, and it's one of those things where I'm like, all right, like I, I won't eat, I won't drink soda. I won't eat carbs. I won't, or I'll eat, you know, carbs, but the good carbs, the vegetables, those, those sort of things, meats, yeah. they, everything, a lot of things have carbs in them. The majority of things. You're getting rid um, of sugar. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm getting rid of any added sugar. So I'm not, you know, I'm not sitting there uh, eating any, eating candy. You know, if there's any sugar Ooh. that's in... Uh, I don't really eat that many fruits. I mainly eat meat and vegetables. Uh Um, But if I do have, you know, half of an apple or some strawberries, like my body knows what to do with that sugar and how to break it down. But I've kind of gone like a lot of people would start a diet and they wouldn't go kind of this hardcore. Right. But I think I I know myself, I have to do that in order to do to do this long term. Yeah. It's almost cold, cold turkey, but not necessarily. I'm not not eating anything. But you can eat cold turkey. I eat a lot of cold turkey. See? I mean, that's like the number one thing I eat. So see, we thought we were gonna have a short episode. We went, we went the oh, the whole gamut for it. Uh, yeah. So take a challenge, throw it at us. I'll uh, I'll help close this out unless you got anything else. No, no. I just I I, w- I really want to urge people that um that you know I hope you've made it this far through this episode and that you can kind of lend a lend a hand to some people who may be stuck um, and maybe trying to figure out what 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 am I good at and and how to figure that out because. Um, I think we all have skills and if we don't, we can all definitely learn new ones and don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to explore. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the matrix where you feel like you got to upload it immediately. Acquiring a skill is something that goes, I'm going to take an hour. I'm going to take an hour a week, maybe for 20 weeks and learn, you know, I need to learn, um, uh, website design a lot better. Like Mm -hmm. I need to learn more of the ROI values, those, those value propositions. Yep. Because I'm, I'm having more meetings about that. And so that's something I'm working on, my continuous education, where I'm, I'm breaking out time to make sure I can study up and, and also make our company better. Yeah. I'm, I think my new thing, did I tell you this? My new thing is to take Wednesdays and just, I might just not answer any emails. Yeah. And just focus on us. Yeah. That's going to be my new thing. I, I, res- think. I responded on Wednesday to that text and you didn't say anything back. <laughs> I was probably out of my gourd. Yeah. Freaking. So out. I was like, all right, he started already. Perfect. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, um, sweat equity podcast, tell a friend, tell a loved one, a coworker, boyfriend, girlfriend, maybe that, maybe that guy or girl you just want to talk to. 
you know, you don't know how to ha- you yeah. don't know how to have the conversation. Just blurt it out. You're in business school with them. You don't know, hey, um, yeah. hey, hey, Kimberly, sweat equity. You, talk- you know what was cool? Someone told me they uh, they heard about our podcast. I'd never met them. Mm-hmm. They heard about it. We had a meeting, and they were like, someone told me to listen to your podcast, and we had just met. It was wow. really cool. So you're like, yeah, that was me. You were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I, that was that tickled me pink. That's yeah. the best. Uh, that means y'all are the people that we don't have a huge audience. I think we're we're cusping on about a thousand people listening to each episode. Yeah. But but it is one of those things where you know help us get a little bit further. Maybe we can get my new man crush Gary Vujicek. What's that guy's name? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, I've been following him on on social media. Oh, awesome guy. Uh, he's uh, who I want to be basically. But <laughs> he, uh, uh, we can get cool guys like that. We might be able to get them if we just work hard enough to try to get them. Yeah, and we've got some some great guests uh, coming up in the next few weeks. Um, so if you're tired of listening to me and me and Law blab back and forth, hopefully you've gotten a little bit out of this episode. But we've got some really good stuff coming up in the next few weeks, and uh, we're just glad you guys are along for the ride with us. Yeah, surround yourself with good people. Throw away the turkeys, soar with the eagles, uh, and challenge yourself to a new skill. Unless it's cold turkey. Boom. <laughs>